Greetings. Welcome to the Papa Pank Podcast. I am Justin Jane, and this is my friend and my co-host, Jaylene Clark Owens. There's a lot of gray in the world. We think it needs a little more pink, a Papa Pank. We are Philly-based, multi-hyphenated, and award-winning actors taking on all things arts and culture in this joy-forward and ever-playful variety podcast. You are listening to our theme song composed by Jordan McCree, member of the band Ill Dudes. We welcome you, our Pank Papas, both old and new. Please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate y'all. And with that, let's get it started. Hey, two, 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 two. We are two years old today. It was just like episode one. Our bank Papa Paul pointed that out. Happy anniversary, Jaylene. Happy anniversary, Justin. Can you believe, can you believe that this little podcast started two years ago in 2020 so that we wouldn't go insane during lockdown? You remember that? I remember. Remember how we wanted to start a Joy Forward arts and culture podcast that uplifted POC voices and our own work? Yes. Remember how we had movie stars and music icons and famous playwrights and actors, designers, and artists on our show? Yes. Remember that even we we even featured travel bloggers and best friends and Santa and Mrs. Claus on this show. I don't remember the last part. Remember <laughs> how we played a billion games and have done 55 freestyles? Woo! Do you remember yes. how we took photos on the median on Broad Street and got catcalled by people driving by? <laughs> Ugh, yes, unfortunately, I remember that. I know. We have done a lot on this show, and we are still going strong. Yes, everybody, today is April 1st, and it is not only a fool's day, but it is a day to say, hey, hey, Jay Lay and JJ, you are too a today yay so yay. happy anniversary jay lane <laughs> <laughs> yes and happy anniversary to our loyal pank papas our listeners both old and new thank you for tuning in if you're listening for the first time or if you're old like we are thank you we just thank you all for supporting us and for listening and for sharing in our joy Yes, happy papa anniversary to you as well. Our pink papa Janice says happy birthday, Papa Pank. Yes, we are a whole two years old. So thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who has been riding with us for all this time. We are just, you know, it seems like we're always celebrating here on Papa Pank. Mm -hmm. Last episode. We were celebrating my birthday. It was my birthday eve. And Justin even surprised me with a pop-in from Taisha Marie Canales and James Imes. It was so much fun. If you missed that, make sure you just go ahead and watch the replay on YouTube or Facebook or listen where you get your podcast because it was a time. Mm -hmm. Now, since we love to celebrate, let's celebrate two years of Papa Pank with a toast. Yeah. I think it's about that time. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Get your glass of weekend clank. It's time for that. Papa drank. Papa drank. Papa drank. Papa drank. Papa drank. And, and cheers. cheers. 
And, and cheers. cheers. Arriba, abajo, acentro, adentro. Jiggle la mascarada, mabuja, huelo. Jaylene, what are you drinking tonight and why? I am basically just drinking juice is what's happening. Um, I know that uh, we have a special guest in Lindsay Smiling that will be on the show. And I remember during Passage when I first started drinking whiskey. And that is because Lindsay and Tasha, you know, they all... You as you as well, y'all, y'all drink that stuff. I did nope. not, but I, 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 I started slowly. Um, and so I had li- the the smallest of drops left of some <laughs> Evan Williams honey whiskey. So that is like this much <laughs> of the glass, and then we just have some mango passion fruit juice from Trader Joe's. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So yes, in honor of our guest tonight and our anniversary, I am having a classy glassy of bourbon. Mm -hmm. So I also happen to know that Lindsay is a bourbon lover and he and I have been known to put a hurtin' on a bottle or two backstage after a show or a rehearsal, but he's also just a really top shelf kind of drinking buddy, both in his taste and in his personality. So I'm having a glass of Maker's Mark um, to cheers him. I also happen to drink, I, I also happen to drink bourbon and wine on our first episode two years ago. So this drink yeah. is a double celebration. So here's to that. Which brings us to our next segment. Tickled Pink. Mm. Now, Tickled Pink is where we usually talk about something that has recently been bringing us joy, and it's a bit of a catch-up for Justin and I. So, Justin, what has you tickled Pink these past few days? Okay, mm-hmm. so I saw where I'm starting local for my Tickle Pink, and um, I saw TJ Love Sally by James Imes at Theater Horizon and Backing Track by R. Eric Thomas at the Arden Theater Company. It has been so nice to see our friends uplifted. Both um, James and Eric are friends of the podcast have been here and have promoted their work. Um, but it has been so nice to see them thriving in their com- in on the stages at these companies and to see live theater back at the places that we love. It's so wonderful to see friends of the podcast on stage as well. Danielle, Bijan No, um, Noel. Noel. We've seen a lot of these people here on this podcast um, and to see humorous shows, to see some comedies at these theaters and that the audiences were there. So it was really, really um, a special thing to see both TJ Love Sally and Backing Track. Backing Track is still playing at the Arden. So if you uh, missed it, uh, make sure you see it. It closes in a couple weeks. So the second thing that is tickling me, Pank, is I started watching Lego Masters. On Hulu. Have you seen Lego Masters? No. What is that? It is um, a competition reality TV show where they pair people and then they give them a prompt and then they have to build Legos in like 11 hours or 12 hours or something like that. It is so joyous and silly. And um, it was a recommendation of Brett Robinson, also a friend of the podcast. And um, it's on Hulu. But maybe the episodes are disappearing. I don't know how Hulu Ooh. works. You know how it works sometimes? Like, they come and go. Yes. I hope I didn't miss them. But what has had you tickled Pank this past week? Uh, um, well, 
last time you we were here, it was the eve of my birthday. So my birthday celebration has happened and it was amazing. I called it J Coachella because Coachella is a music festival that lasts a few days. And I realized this year that my birthday is also a festival that lasts a few days with various events, various people attend. You may you may attend one, one event, you may attend them all. Lawrence is the only one who attended all of the events of J Coachella, and I appreciate that. So my dinner on my on my birthday, I went, I got a massage, a facial, and a pedicure. And then we went to Plaza Azteca in King of Prussia, which was delicious. Then the next day we went to play pool at LVL, aka Las Vegas Lounge. And that was great because a lot of folks came. And then Friday, y'all, art, beats, and lyrics. Give it is given by Jack Daniels. We should have asked Jack Daniels to sponsor this episode. Hello. Lindsay was on, you know, it would have fit right in with the theme. Hello. But let me tell you, Jack Daniels put on a nice little event. Okay. If you ever hear art, beats, and lyrics coming into your town, make sure you go. It was free to RSVP. You got there and you got two drink tickets for free Jack Daniels cocktails. And it wasn't no water that no, these were like Jack and Ginger, Jack on Jack, like Jack and Lemonade, like two free drink tickets. They had free food there. They had all of this artwork um, that was be beautiful artwork by black, um, by black artists on display for you to see and take pictures in front of. They had three different DJs that played throughout the night. The music was great. It was the first time I've danced in a long time, definitely since before, uh, since uh, I had my surgery. So it was it was great to get out on the dance on the dance floor. And then they had a free concert with featuring CeeLo Green. So we were front row. Like I, I could not believe how great of an event this was, and everything was free. And it was right at the Cherry Street Cherry Street Pier. Oh, it was, it was outdoors. Yeah, so it was like you know at Cherry Cherry Street Pier. It's indoors but outdoors. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Which was great for a pandemic, and it was it was an amazing event. So. Oh. Absolutely enjoyed that. Lost my voice. My legs were sore. It was, but it was a great time. And then finally, we rounded out Jay Coachella with a trip to New York City um, to see the Michael Jackson musical on Broadway, which was absolutely incredible. I feel like I've read, I know I have read a review that that wasn't that was saying it wasn't that great. Do not listen to that. It was fantastic. Them, them people playing Michael. Killed. Hell. Right. So I don't know anything about this musical. Is it like um like telling the life story of Michael Jackson or is it like a jukebox musical? It's just like all of his kind of is telling the story of Michael Jackson, but framed around him preparing for his dangerous tour. Oh, cool. And it I mean, I was like, I felt like I was looking at Michael on the stage. Like it was <laughs> it was it was really good. So that had me all kinds of tickles pain. Well, all of this news is absolutely popping. But speaking of popping, I think it's about that time for the segment you all have been waiting for. It is time for Poppin' with Papa Pank. Woo! Woo! 
So we here on the podcast love our interview segment. Um, and this is our chance to catch up with some of our industry friends and share with our audiences a little bit about their processes and personal stories as professional artists. This is where you've seen us hang out with people like James Imes, Davi Digg, Robin Hood, Tasha Marie Canales, Mama Pat, and a host of other film, TV, stage, and music artists. Yes, yeah, so we are so excited to welcome our special guest, Genst. Genst. That little, that, that, that little bit of, of bourbon in your drink. <laughs> our special guest. Lindsay smiling. Now, before we bring out Lindsay, let's get into the bio because we, you know, we're about to ask Lindsay some questions about the cherry orchard at the Wilma, which Justin is also a part of. So it'll be like a little combo interview. Ask some questions of Lindsay, ask some questions to both of them. It's going to be a whole thing. So let me read the bio. Lindsay Smiling is an award-winning actor and director and a member of the Wilma Hot House Resident Acting Company. He has appeared off-Broadway and at over 30 different regional theaters across the country. He is co-founder of the Black Theater Alliance of Philadelphia and serves as a member of its steering committee. He is also an adjunct professor at Temple University. Please show some love as Justin brings in Lindsay Smiley. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Lindsay, welcome to Papa Pank. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing and what is your Papa drink tonight? Oh man, I I'm doing I'm doing good, you know. I'm I'm living the life. Like uh, you know, I'm recently married and like that's amazing and uh you know, I get the opportunity to work with some friends that I just love every day and seeing their faces it's, it's just yeah. I feel Yay. like uh, really like What is your guy. Oh, my drink yeah come on man i'm bourbon like yeah we knew it we knew it Bourbon. i got my spear ice cube fancy well cheers cheers Cheers. to that cheers 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 so we're going to ask you a few questions if that's okay and jaylene will ask us both some questions about the cherry orchard at the wilma and then because we are all about the shenanigans we are going to play some games so uh in the meantime pank papas out there in our live studio audience if you have questions please drop them in the comments for Lindsay, and we'll do our best to get to some of them uh at the end of this little interview Yes. Now, Pank Papas, if you have seen us before, you might recognize Lindsay from that one very special episode, the one time we did an episode in person together. That was the one time we've done an episode in person. No, at the beach. That's true. We did do a partial episode at the beach. But yes, that was our first full episode in person. And it was Lindsay and Tasha. We had such a great time. So thank you, Lindsay, for being back with us again. Okay, so my first question. How did you come to call Philadelphia your theater home? And how would you say that Philadelphia has shaped your career? Oh, man. Um, So I came out to Philadelphia for grad school at Temple University um, back in uh, 2000, believe it or not. Um, So you came in 2000 to go to grad school. (laughs) That's actually when I came to Philly, too. I didn't know that we'd been in Philly at the for equally long. Yeah, well, so I went to I went to grad school uh, at Temple and like was, you know, uh, 
getting more training. I, you know, I didn't find acting until uh, college. Like I went to a community college um, just outside of Chicago and like tried a bunch of majors, took some acting classes, transferred to Illinois State University, still was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And so I wanted to take more classes. So I took acting and math. I double majored in math and theater. And then I like was hanging out around Chicago afterwards, just kind of bartending. And I was like, I got to really try this if I'm going to try it. And that's when I went to grad school in Philly. And then um, after Philly, I got my equity card at Freedom Theater um, oh. uh, doing a show about Robert Johnson. Um, and uh, actually, before that, I got my first non-ec gig at the Wilma Theater um, with Yuri. Uh doing resurrection blues a little tiny little walk-on part and then uh, i got my equity card right after that and walter dallas who was running the theater at the time uh, rest in power uh he um he said you should just go to new york <laughs> so in the middle of the run i packed up my stuff and like what? monday found a craigslist ad threw all my stuff into some random room <laughs> in a four-bedroom apartment finished the run of the show and was just like up there wandering around not knowing what i was really doing and yeah. um and philly kept bringing me back to to do work which was great uh and I, I was up in new york for about nine years and then um you know i i came i would come down to see shows or work on shows and blanca was starting to do these workshops with people and um i was like this is a chance to grow as an artist, which is what I really wanted to do. It's why I got into the business in the first place. And mm. um, that continual growth has been uh, such a big um, driver for my career to keep me going, to keep me inspired, to keep me like challenging myself. And uh, I feel very lucky to be in Philadelphia as a theater town. It's such, it's, uh, I- I'm so uh, inspired by all the artists in Philadelphia and the theater and the risk that gets taken here and um, large theaters, small theaters. Yeah. It's a cool town, man. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's what has fed us all on this, <laughs> in this podcast. So yeah. can you help our listeners get to know you a little um, personal, personally, a little bit more? What is something that is tickling you pank nowadays? So you mentioned oh. getting married, but this could also just be like a show you're vibing on or just something good. Um, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot that's tickling me pank right now. <laughs> yeah. One, one thing that has been really exciting for me is, uh, Liz, my lovely wife bought me a bass guitar. Ooh. And I've been teaching myself some bass guitar, throwing on some nice, nice grooves, uh, when, um, no one's around so they can't hear me mess up too much. <laughs> uh, but that's been that's been uh, giving me a lot of joy, you know, tickling the little strings. Yeah. Um, and uh, also, we, um, Liz and I have been watching a few programs. One that's really fun and it just like gives us so much joy is, uh, well, there's a couple actually, but one I'm thinking about is The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one. It's just, I mean, Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum is so weird. Yep. <laughs> I mean, so like, uh, has so much kind of wonder and you want, you, you think, is, is he putting it on? And I think he is putting it on a little yeah. bit, but it's also just him. And so he does uh, like an episode on sneakers and he'll like go to like a sneaker factory and like 
um you know they put computers on him and he's kind of goofing around in it and uh i don't know he just gets so uh and he connects it to some big like uh meaning of life thing at the end of the episode each episode and it's it's really cool um so we're digging on that uh yeah we're also um watch that show we still revisit it everybody somebody feed phil it's a travel show i don't know that one about food it's food it's food but it's also like this is why this place on earth is really special and and and, uh uh, yeah this guy phil uh rosenthal who, who was a writer on everybody loves raymond he goes around and um he's just a goofball i think i like goofballs well, you've come, right podcast. You've, come to, you've come to the right podcast for that. That's for sure. <laughs> that is awesome. I have not heard of those shows, so I'm going to be sure to take a look at those because I, I like, if, contrary to popular belief, I do like watching TV. Justin, it's not <laughs> I me. Mean, talk to James. Yeah, it is really James. <laughs> they they think I don't watch anything. Anyway, okay, so let's pivot a bit. To talking about the cherry or <laughs> we all, we all actors, my gosh. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about the cherry orchard. So, Justin, can you give us a brief synopsis of the play The Cherry Orchard? And then Lindsay, can you tell us why this version that you all are doing at the Wilma will be unlike any that we have ever seen? So, Justin first brief synopsis. Okay, so The Cherry Orchard is a, considered like a, a Russian masterpiece by the playwright Anton Chekhov. He wrote this in 1903 and so this is and this is the last play he wrote. And this is also at a time when Russia was in great um change. A lot of things were changing culturally and around in the world. But this play zooms in into this one family who owns this this manor that has an orchard, a cherry orchard, and they've found themselves in financial troubles. So they are losing this orchard. It's going to be foreclosed. And um, they're kind of in denial of that. They really want to hold on to the way things used to be, hold on to the house. But then um, there's a character that's trying to give them hope that's saying, you can save uh, you can save everything and also evolve into the future if you just sell the orchard. But um, the family that that's that owns it, it can't make a decision one way or the other. And so thus drama ensues. Um, it's actually a really simple plot, but it's complex in its uh, character um, sort of intersections. And also in, in the commentary that it's making about the world around this one small incident. Um, mm-hmm which is really exciting because that that incident was in 1903 something different but actually still carries to today um the the conflict surrounding this one small thing and the world that's that's around that one small thing. Mm, okay. Did I hit that about right, Lindsay? That's uh way better than what I could do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, and so now Lindsay, why is this version because, you know, a lot of people have heard of the cherry orchard. They've seen it. They've read it. Okay, okay. So why is this version unlike any that someone has seen? Oh man, where to begin with that question? Because this is a crazy, crazy, <laughs> crazy production of this, uh, and I, I mean that in all the best sense. Like, um, so uh, Dima or Dmitri Krimov, who's a really uh, famous 
director around the world, except for, you know, America, because that's, that's how we do. Um, he he breaks open the story, you know, and he, he like he's we're doing about 30 percent. And that's kind of like the skeletal structure of the cherry orchard. And then on top of it, we're kind of playing this game with these characters in this plot of like popping in and out of it and um, uh, bringing our own identities into these stories and uh, bringing in the events of what's happening around us right now into mm -hmm. the story. So there's both like contemporary references and then there's references to the original source material. Um, and it's this game that we as actors are improvising every single time we run through the show. So there's like things that are somewhat set, like there's events that are set, but like the words around it is completely improvised every night. And, you know, we've settled it into a few things that we say over and over again, but um, it really will be uh, a brand new show every single time you go see that show because it is, it is interactive. Number one, um, there are, uh, uh, definitely food items that get <laughs> sprayed around the stage from time to time. And not just one food item, uh, a couple food items. And um, there's, uh, it, it's, uh, there's, there's risk involved in um, the events that you're watching. Like you're, you're kind of, every time I, I watch us run it, because we're just running it now as much as, as possible, I, I'm just like on, on the edge of my seat, like what's going to happen today? What's going to, what's going to come out? What is, uh, how are they going to deal with this new arrangement of the furniture or this slight uh, body, you know, um, different blocking that they've, they've created? Uh, how are they going to interact with the audience? Because we have a couple people watching the show every, every day. Um, and, and what are they going to do? Um, and it's just, it's, it's really thrilling to, to work on. It's, it's scary. <laughs> it's, I bet. It's, it is, um, and like trying to hit the right note uh, with this skeleton um, is a great challenge. And I, I think, uh, I think, and I think it's really poignant about um, making uh, something that is uh, uh, both, you know, goes back to the original text of Cherry Orchard, but draws a direct line to where we are now. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it, it, you, you, I think you feel that connection and that's, that's a really mm -hmm. powerful thing. Wow, that is incredible. I cannot wait to see the show. And sounds like I need to see it multiple times because yeah. it will be a different show <laughs> each time. So yeah. yeah, I am I am looking forward to that. We will put all the information um towards the end of the episode for you all to make sure that you check it out. Um, but speaking of today, you mentioned like how you're incorporating some of what's going on today into the production. So I was curious about that. You know, this production is being directed by a Russian director, Dmitry Kremov. Is that how you say mm -hmm. his name? Kremov. And The Cherry Orchard itself is written by a Russian playwright, Anton Chekhov. So how has the current war in Ukraine affected the process of working on this play? And either one of you can answer. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I mean, first of all, the both the Wilma Theater and our director, Dmitry Krimov and all of the Russian artists that are working on this are um, have a hard anti-war stance and stand with the people of Ukraine. And we're pretty vocal about that and pretty public about that. So um, it, it's been really interesting to bring in current events into the room. Every 
at the start of the process is right when the war started. And, and so it was very evident that this was affecting directly some of the artists in the room. Um, at this point, you know, some of these artists have been displaced and um, came over here and are wondering if they're ever going back. Mm. And uh, a lot of personal stories were shared about how it's affecting them personally and their friends, both in Russia and in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's in the room. Um, and in terms of like how it's affected the piece, the piece is definitely informed by those things. It's not about those things, um, but there are things that we've talked about in the room and then you go right into rehearsal and there's a gravity or there's a kind of, um, there's a different frame, a, a different thing in the back of your mind as you're talking about motherland like just saying that word after having uh talked to, had a had an hour-long discussion with your director just the way you say the word will be colored in a new way mm. um so it's subtle but it's ever present and i think Lindsay has a lot of heavy lifting when it comes to this do you want to talk about that mm. uh yeah i mean there's there's definitely and he he wants me to keep this this moment evolving as the process goes on so i'm i'm listening to the news and and um you know, seeing how it affects it. But he really wants a, a moment where we kind of stop the events of the show and explain the construct of the theory, philosophy of theater, but then also bring in um, the war in Ukraine. Oh, wow. Yeah, we say that this is happening right now and um, and why theater is important. And uh, um, I, I have to improvise a monologue around that. In, what? In and... Um, and it's and you know and I it's it's scary but it's also a moment of like uh, challenging myself to be really um, honest in that moment and and that's I think one of the great challenges of this is being honest in what we can do and honest in our sensitivity and honest in uh, being with each other in a theater and um, and sharing this experience and being being willing to kind of give over to the story and uh, uh, so so there's. There's that. There's also, um, you know, uh, having I've, I feel like having um, worked with uh, these artists from Russia that, uh, you know, the sense that they the, the dynamics of how war affects people, um, even if you're from the country that is um, instigating the war, like they are feel like the culture of Russia has been. Uh, bombed, <laughs> it's mm. disappearing. It's being eradicated. The assault mm. is also on on Russian culture fr from their point of view. Mm. Uh, and that was uh, really uh, complex to handle every day to to deal with that. Working on this Russian playwright, who I guess uh, you know is from Kharkov. I think Chekhov. I think he was saying that uh, mm. is from Kharkov, which is U Ukraine. Um, so uh, oh, really, yeah, it's such a. Um, you know, it gives perspective and it ties us into uh, so many other things that are happening in the world. And it, it just, um, you know, it just uh, makes me want to like, let's get our let's get our stuff together. <laughs> people, come on, people of the world. Yes. Get our stuff together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, y'all are doing, I know y'all are doing great work. So I, I am so excited to see it and Yes, we again. We will let you know all the deets. I am. I am excited to share it. And this is just a little reminder that if you have any questions out there, Pank Papas, that are live with us right now, uh, questions for either myself or Lindsay or about the cherry orchard, please drop them in the comments, and we will do our best to get to them. 
Yes. Okay. So we only have two more questions. Um, uh, what character do you play in the show? This is for both of you. And do you feel this character is totally opposite of who you are? Very similar to who you are or kind of somewhere in the middle? So Justin, you go first. Oh man. So I play Yermole Lopakin, which has been a dream role of mine since college, actually. Um, fun fact. So in my s junior year of college, my professor, acting studio professor, Rick Stoppelworth, we were studying our Chekhov unit and he was assigning everybody like these things that nobody really knew. But then he said, you, I, I need you to play Lopakin and I need you to also play Astrov. So he gave me Astrov first to work on. And then that warmed me up enough to be to play Lopakin. We spent um, most of the semester working on a big a big monologue that my character has in the show. And. I was so baffled. I was like, what does he see in me that was like you of all these of these 14 people in this room have to do this role. So fast forward, you know, 20 something years. And then Dmitry Krimov is like, you're going to play low pocket, not knowing any of the story. So I've been I've been thinking about a lot about this, about like, what is it about me that is low pocket? And um, Chekhov wrote this role for Stanislavski. So the, the sort of godfather of acting, he wrote this role for him and he said, you know, Lopakin should be um, soft and gentle, but also with a little bit of a, of a something dangerous there. Hmm. And I think that is actually pretty apropos of who I am mm -hmm. um, soft and gentle, but there's always like this little like other thing that's bubbling. And um I'm a pretty stubborn person. And I think all of those are what my character is. Now, my character in the play is the one that's saying, sell the orchard, sell the orchard, move on, future, money, capitalism, mm -hmm. all of these things. That's what will set you free. Uh, that's not what I believe necessarily, but the act of being forward and being kind of aggressive, aggressively trying to give somebody hope <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. It's sort of, despite like being a broken person, is sort of who I am. <laughs> and I think, uh, I think, I think I kind of, they kind of really hit the mark there. And I'm discovering a lot about myself actually through the character. And um, what you, what the audiences will see at the Wilma is improvised by us. So it's actually a large part, not necessarily like I'm the, the characters trying to meet. Uh, I'm trying to meet the character. It's more like the character's trying to meet me. And um, and that's been really, really joyous to play with. What about you, Lindsay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's been interesting uh, working on this character. A guy, I play Gaev, um, who I actually worked on in grad school. I worked oh. on, on Gaev in the Cherry yeah. Orchard. It's so odd, yeah, that mm -hmm. these these characters keep revisiting us. And, um, you know, Gaev is, uh, you know, the, the brother of... Um, of Luba Renoskaya, who is, uh, they are the family of, of the Cherry Orchard. Um, and uh, he's kind of this, um, uh, was an aristocrat <laughs> at one point, just has, you know, money, but kind of is really, has a lot of useless knowledge, I think, and has a lot of, um, uh, he talks a lot and doesn't really do a lot. He's a bit uh, helpless <laughs> in, many respects he can't really uh take care of the things that need to be taken he just kind of um thinks about things uh um waxes poetic and um uh there's there's definitely you know i i definitely see i definitely love to just think about ideas in my head and like <laughs> post put them out there but i do see 
myself as more of just like, I'm just going to go do something. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what it's going to be. I'm, I don't know what's going to happen. So, um, so there's some departure, but it's been interesting tackling uh, Gaev um, because I do find so much joy in the non sequiturs, which is a huge, that's a huge part of me. I love a non sequitur. I love things that are totally <laughs> disconnected from any conversation that is happening in front of me. And <laughs> Well, yeah. wait, I will say it has been a joy to watch Lindsay, to watch you play this character and, and, and new, I've never seen you do anything like this. Um, yeah. he's, Gaev is so, um, so funny that you're just so funny in this role. And it's really exciting because in rehearsals, Dima, uh, Dimitri, he's been basically like, everybody has, you know, a material and a track to do. And he told Lindsay, you can do whatever the heck you want. <laughs> and Lindsay's like, okay. And then he just runs with it. And it is so funny to watch you just like be chasing your silly bone and, and your silly impulses, because I don't know if a lot of audiences know that you have that that's like really in you, that kind mm -hmm. of really silly, playful kid, like, um, energy and because we see you often playing dramatic roles or something heavy or something big or something aggressive or something whatever um so i think this is a new color at least in the in the time of the hot house um to see you play yeah usually the stuff i'm saying as gaev are the things i'm saying quietly in the corner or in the back <laughs> of the crowd just to myself and like i don't really care if anybody hears it and i'm just like <laughs> Remember, yeah. you know, I'll just yeah, yeah. say it. And so it has been like um, fun to just like, just throw it out there and just like run wild with it and, and uh, be, be surprised. I love being surprised. And um, this, this character has given me a really great opportunity to surprise myself every single time of like, there's, there's a sequence of like, I, I'm trying to find a non sequitur. Uh, I, I don't want to give too much away, but there's a moment that, um, ask a series of questions and I'm always trying to find the most random questions I could ask. Um, it's my favorite. It's my secret favorite part of the show. <laughs> well, speaking of random questions, that actually brings us to what we're about to do right now. And that is play rapid fire questions. Yes. Whoa, whoa, look at that. We have moved into our paint game. So, uh, Lindsay, this is the point when we're going to play some games with you now that we've gotten oh, all the business out of the way. So this first one is rapid fire questions. Ten questions. Boom, boom, boom. Say the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? Oh, uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> it ain't that deep. You got this. All right. Here we go. One. What's the last song you heard? Oh, uh, Wildflowers by... Um... Tom Petty? No, no, no. It's uh, Warm Doucher. <laughs> Warm Warm okay. I've, never, I've never heard that band, but that's a great name. Okay, it's number two. Hilarious what song. Is, what is your favorite snack? Oh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I thought you were going to say peanut butter, like, like cookie, peanut butter pretzel. No. But, okay. Oh wow! I'm yeah. learning about you. Okay. That was the first thing that came to my okay, mind. Good, good, good. I mean, yeah, number know. three, a new pandemic hobby you've picked up. Not bass guitar. Oh, um, uh, uh, uh brain game app. Yes, brain game app. Okay, oh, okay. now uh, next one: slipping on cherries or tumbling down a big white slide. 
Oh, uh, tumbling down a big white slide. Okay. <laughs> um, a Wilma memory. Oh, uh, a Wilma memory is. Uh, I, I'm thinking of um, my first audition for uh, Yuri, which um, I had a. I, can I tell the story? Is this, yeah. is this rapid? So I, I, uh, I had this. It was this play called Resurrection Blues. I was play. It was takes place in South America, and I was playing this military guy who had maybe five lines in the whole play. And I get this side, and it had it's two pages of sides, and I have three lines, all in Spanish. And I walk into the room, like, ready to go, and it's just Yuri, um, no reader, nobody else in the room. And I go, and he's like, just begin. And I'm like, what? How, <laughs> what do you want me to read the other lines? Do you want me to, like, what? what do, he's like, just start at the top. And so I, like, I, I'm looking at the lines. I'm like, si, senor. No bueno. <laughs> gracias and then and then so that was the end of the sides and then he doesn't say anything so i just like slowly like back out of the room <laughs> and i leave oh, oh. without him saying anything else well i think i think wilma audition stories need to be their own podcast because every single person I know has a gem. I mean, three hours later, I got the offer, so. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, back to That's rapid amazing. fire questions. Yeah, sorry. Okay. A, a tip for visiting Chicago. Oh, uh, deep dish pizza, man. Uh, which one? This is a bonus question, which one? Oh, oh, uh, oh man. Mm. My pie used to be my favorite place, but I don't think they're around anymore. Okay. You can't go wrong with Luminati's. Okay, next rapid fire. What's up with your last name? My last name is a mistake. <gasps> my my last name um, was uh, generations ago was Milling. My parents are from Belize, and my uh, my great great grandfather was born out in the countryside, and they took him to register his name with government. But this Jamaican lady was taking care of him. And they couldn't really understand her dialect, so they uh, instead of milling, it became smilling, which then became smiling. Wow! wow. I love that story. That's so good. Okay, um, the movie or the book? The book. <laughs> okay, the book okay. is better, but okay. I often see the movie first. A favorite play? Uh, Moon Man Walk. Oh. A favorite behavior of a student that you're teaching? Oh, uh, a, a favorite behavior is um, when they just say, excuse me, Professor Smiling. <laughs> like calling me Professor Smiling. Just, oh, that's really sweet. I also want to just backlog Moon Man Walk. Jaylene and Lindsay were both stars in the premiere of that by James Imes. And you killed it, both of you. Um, a dream role on stage or in a film? Oh, uh, a dream role, man. I, I have such a hard time with that, but I will say, you know, I would love to play Bob Marley. Ooh. You almost, you kind of did in uh, Romeo and Juliet at the Wilma a little bit. <laughs> kind of. Um, okay. Not, not really. Just two more. 
say happy anniversary to us. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. And the last one is hey. name something pink. My tie. Come on. Yes. That I papa brought it today. Tie. It's a papa. All this right. was going to be my wedding tie, but oh. I switched it out for something else. So this is actually the first time I'm wearing it. Yeah. Oh, it's honored. a good tie. It's a good Here we are at the end of our episode. Lindsay just blew us away. And now it is time for the main event. <laughs> style. So reminder, Justin and I are not professional freestylers. We are just having a good old little time. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give Justin a word to, to, to do his rhyme about. He'll give you and you'll give me. So Justin... You know, I guess we would have we been talking about. We've been talking about cherries. So okay. cherries. Cherries. I'm red, I'm squishy, I'm sweet inside. I'm ready to play and I won't hide. I'm a cherry. You're a person. Eat me up, take me home. Because at the end of the day, I don't want to be alone. <laughs> okay okay um, all right so Lindsay, your um topic oh, no. yeah i know i'm gonna try to go easy here because oh, no. you were so good in the smush and you got game so your th your theme is game 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 oh man uh don't come at me with your silly games because mm -hmm. for me life's all the same you win you lose sometimes you have to choose who's on your side and who's on your team know what i mean so in this game of life let's all come together stop all this strife let's all be lovers <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> Great. I thought that was really good. Okay. I love that. Give Jaylene hers to take us home. Oh, I'm choosing a topic? Yep. Oh, okay, Jaylene. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in honor of my influence on you. Oh, Lord. Whiskey. Oh, man. Okay. This is sounding like a Keem's rhyme he did that time. Whiskey, whiskey. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So glad that you picked me. You <laughs> used to be too strong, but I was wrong because Lindsay taught me which ones to drink, and now I can have my whiskey neat. I don't even have to think. Yo, that was, nice. that was really nice. That was dice. That was dice. Oh, okay. So, Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us. But before you go, can you remind us what projects you have coming up? We'll help you. Well, yeah, we got the Cherry Orchard coming wait, up. Wait, at the wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay, oh here we go. yeah, Cherry Orchard, April 12th to May 1st. Yeah. And then um, after that, Fairview, May 31st to June 18th. Uh, much to do about nothing. You got it all right here for me. Uh, July 13th, uh, August 7th, up at uh, Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival in DeSales, on DeSales University campus. Yeah. 
Hashtag working actor. Booked and busy. busy. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Lindsay. Pink Papas, please make sure that you go and follow Lindsay on Instagram. His page is at el.smiling. Um, the website is lindsaysmiling.com. This was awesome. You are officially crowned king of the smush. And uh, we, you know, you are welcome on our podcast anytime you want because we love you. So thank you. So much fun. Thank y'all. Yay. Bye. Bye. Well, okay. Lindsay told us. uh, Lindsay told us about his upcoming events. Now it's our turn to share some things to look look out for in a segment we like to call Pank Forecast. Pank Forecast. (laughs) Jaylene, what do you have coming up on? April 25th, I have my open mic at the Wilma Theater featuring Lindo. Yes, this is the first time we are returning in person since pre-pandemic time. So please join us on Monday, April 25th at 7 p.m. in the Wilma lobby. You can come to listen or share. We're doing sharing artwork, poetry, or music inspired by the Cherry Orchard. So see the Cherry Orchard, come to the open mic. Even if you see the open mic and then go see the Cherry Orchard, it's all good. I just hope that you join us. Yeah, and I just want to say that one more time. April 12th through May 1st, the Cherry Orchard at the Wilma Theater. It is starring myself and Lindsay Smiling and multiple members and guests of the Hot House acting company at the Wilma. You do not want to miss this one, please. Yes, come out and see us. And since this is year two, two years ago, we were here. Um, We really quickly will just share some of our pink memories and resolutions before we close. So one of my favorite pop of pink memories was the episode where we had Taisha and Akeem as guests. It was our first time having two guests on the show at one time. They both had a bunch of family and friends in the uh, in the chat. And we just had such a great time playing culture tags. And we got a legendary freestyle from Akeem that I still play from time to time in which he sings a ballad about an amazing conch salad in Miami. It was amazing. Yeah. Episode seven, if you want to rewatch it. Justin, what was one of your favorite pink memories? Well, I really loved episode 21. That was our Halloween Papa lunch in 2020. This was in the middle of lockdown. I was in a Wilma bubble in the Poconos filming Heroes of the Fourth Turning. We yeah. got to tour that scary house that I was living in. We interviewed Campbell O'Hare. We were in costumes. And then we played a game called Ghost Witch Vampire or One of Us. Where yeah. we had to guess if what we were posing was one of those things. And uh, it was really surprising how many of those were one of us. Yes. Um, I love it. Yes. yes. Okay. And resolution. our last thing, my pink re- my new Pink's resolution is for this show to get some sponsors. So whether that's, you know, just a little sponsor for the money or sponsoring our Papa Drank segment with some beverages, we're just... That's my resolution. What's your resolution for Papa Pank? Well, we are. I want to book a lot more guests. I love when we have guests on the show and try to think of some more segments. So we're going to bring some new segments at you in the year ahead. Yes. So our next episode, now we're going, as you heard, they are going, Justin is going into performance. So we have to switch it up a little bit. So our next episode is going to be a Papa Lunch. It will be Friday, 
April 22nd at 1.30 in the afternoon. So grab your lunch and join us for some afternoon shenanigans. Yes, and remember, in addition to always being able to rewatch our past episodes when you are needing a Papa Pank fix, you can also tune into our podcast every Monday. Mixed in with current episodes, we continue to release our Pank Potbacks, which feature interviews with past guests and content you have, may have missed um, in the past couple years. And what's your uh, proverb about letting go? Because I feel like that's maybe a theme oh. in the play. Yes. Okay. So uh, again, I don't know idioms and I get them wrong all the time. But one about letting go that I can think of is, um, yeah, when uh, life gives you the, the stuff, you just got to make some other stuff. It's lemons and lemonade. Other stuff. Yes. When life gives you the stuff, you just got to make some other stuff. (laughs) Profound words from Jess and Jane. And if those didn't inspire you to donate, I don't know what will. But uh, (laughs) Jess, we would really love your donations to keep Papa Bank going. You can feel free to cash at us. This helps us to keep the lights on in StreamYard, keep us on Buzzsprout where we do our podcast episodes and bring on our guests. So, yes, yes thank you. And we want to just for our credits have some thanks here. We want to thank Jordan McCree who wrote our music, Tracy A. Ashes, we love you, our studio editor, all of our past guests, and Lindsay Smiling tonight, and you, our followers, our Pank Papas. Thank you so much for tuning in with us right now. Please plug us on all the social medias. And Lindsay, if you're out there, um, Jane, uh, Janice Owens wants you to know, Lindsay, you have a beautiful smile. We couldn't Yay. agree more. All right. And with that, we are going to say bye. bye. bye.